Welcome to Broke to Rich with KB, where we believe wealth is a mindset. B2R is a community space that promotes physical, financial, and mental wellness by highlighting personal experiences and offering educational tips to break cycles and habits that prevent you from being free to think, feel, and move as you want, being your authentic self. I'm KB, and let's get into it. Welcome, Broke to Rich Lifers, to another episode where we have an opportunity to learn, to grow, to elevate, and maybe just break a cycle. With the holidays approaching, I felt that it was important for us to kind of talk about triggers and cues. I will admit, (laughs) this just happens to tie into and be influenced by a book that I'm reading called Atomic Habits by James Clear where he talks about how cues can hinder or help us in creating and breaking habits and that being tied to the behavior that we admit or that comes from that cue. I don't think we realize it, but we do have the power to control our environment and our emotions, all right? One way of controlling the emotions and our reactions are recognizing the triggers and cues and understanding how the consequence influence our behavior. Literally all that blurb that I just told y'all what I finished in a recent chapter. All right. So we're going to break it down and kind of talk about what a trigger is, what a cue is and how they all relate together. So triggers are events, feelings or a situation that set off a particular behavior. Triggers can be internal or external and they can also be positive and negative. An example of a trigger could be stress, a specific word or particular place. Internal triggers can be memories, an emotional state that we're in, negative self-talk, how you feel physically, that being like you're tired or exhausted. External triggers, think sensory, kind of what you hear or see, social interactions, work environment, your financial situation, and baby, the news and the media. Want to talk about that environment that we have control of? I censor and control how much news and media I partake in for this very reason, triggers. Triggers are often rooted in past experiences that cause a strong emotional reaction. They often can develop from various life experiences, typically starting in childhood. They can be associated with traumatic events, past relationships, or significant life changes. Common triggers can be a fear of abandonment, criticism, rejection, or even public speaking anxiety, which I definitely used to have when I was younger. (laughs) And I still do, but I think now as an adult, it's nowhere near as bad. I'm confident. And something that I've started doing too is I stand up, which is more doable on virtual meetings. But yes, I recognize that I still get uncomfortable. I start to speak fast and standing up has helped me. But I digress. Back on task. Recognizing these triggers, they're important to understand because they provide insight into our emotions, like how we're feeling on the inside. They help us manage our responses and ultimately they can improve our well-being. Cues, all right? Think of cues as signals or indicators that provide information about what action to take in response to a trigger. They help us navigate our surroundings, interpret the emotions and intentions of others, and help us make informed decisions. Cues can be both conscious and subconscious. For example, when you're feeling stressed, that's the trigger. The smell of a favorite comfort food, that would be the cue, that might prompt someone to eat for emotional relief. I used to be guilty of this. It was like a light bulb went off and I was like, why am I eating? Like I would eat when I was happy. I would eat when I was sad. I would eat when I was bored. And this happened a few years ago. 
after graduating college and working in a professional sense. And I was just like, girl, what are you doing? And I've gotten a lot better about it. And sometimes I do slip back into it. And then I reel myself out because as we continue to talk about it in this episode, there's a behavior. There's a consequence that comes from that behavior that's negative. And that is a wake up call for me to say, hey, you need to pull yourself out of this. But that's the example. You feel stressed, the smell of a favorite comfort food that might prompt you to eat for emotional relief. So cues, cues can be nonverbal, environmental, social, emotional, and learning and memory. Nonverbal communication cues include gestures, think facial expressions, body language, eye contact, even posture. They all convey information and emotions without spoken words. Think about if you smile, that could be a cue for showing that you're happy, right? Or you're friendly. Environmental cues, think the physical environment. For example, a wet floor sign in a building, that's a cue warning you of potential danger. Proceed with caution, right? Or avoid walking in that area. Social cues. Social cues is your tone of voice, the timing of responses in a conversation, and even the use of silence. Listen, I'm dramatic. So I definitely (laughs) use my social cues to add the flair to emotional cues. That is a person's tears can be a cue of sadness, laughter being a cue of joy. And think about these when like we're dealing with people, right? Like you can pick up on how someone's feeling based off of all of these cues. Learning and memory. This is a cue that can serve as a prompt to retrieve information from memory. For example, a smell or a song can trigger memories associated with specific events. So you're already seeing how the trigger and cue works together. Triggers initiate behaviors, and these behaviors are often learned or habitual responses to specific triggers. Say that again. Triggers initiate behaviors, and these behaviors are often learned or habitual responses to specific triggers. Over time, we may come to expect a particular behavior when a trigger occurs. For example, stress being the trigger, that may lead to overeating. Overeating is the behavior. And this is due to the anticipation of relief that we get from comfort food. And again, this is where the Atomic Habits talks about ways to change your behavior and response. As I mentioned, this is what tied in for me recognizing this. So while triggers initiate the behavior to a trigger, cues guide the choice of behavior in response to a trigger. They provide information about what action might be appropriate or effective. We often learn to recognize cues and use them to predict outcomes. If you don't, you should slow down, okay? Slow down to recognize it, all right? Building off the previous example, the trigger is stress. The cue is the smell of comfort food. The behavior is our choice of eating. The consequences of a behavior can either reinforce or discourage the behavior's repetition. The consequence is positive. It may strengthen the link between the trigger, the cue, and the behavior. On the other end of that, negative consequences may weaken the connection. Back to our example. If overeating in response to stress leads to feelings of guilt and weight gain, that's a negative consequence. It may eventually discourage the behavior. This was me over, hold on, how long I've been? Almost 12 years? This was me 11 years ago, okay? And this still happens even right now. I'm going through a reset of like, oh no, what's happening? And for me, it's this late night snacking that's happening. And I see like the bottom of my face breaking out. And I think that's like try to like your gut health and everything. Listen, if we just slow down, we will see it and honor these things. All right. But over time, these repeated interactions between triggers, cues, behaviors and consequences 
that leads to the formation of behavior patterns or habits. And this is what has happened to me with eating. I recognize this as this is what's happened to me with eating late at night. Now it is a pattern, right? It's a habit. My body knows, oh, hey, you're getting in the bed. Then I'll sit there and linger a little bit, watch some TV, but oh, hey, it's time for a snack. Recognize it. It is there. Oftentimes, these patterns can become deeply ingrained in making certain behaviors automatic responses to specific triggers and cues. So think about that when you're trying to break a bad habit or build a new habit. I just explained my bad habit I'm trying to break with y'all. So where to start, one would say, right? Self-awareness and self-reflection. If you assume that or guess that you are 100% correct, it all starts with us. To identify triggers, we have to pay close attention to our emotional responses. Think back to those internal and external triggers mentioned earlier. Memories, emotional state, negative self-talk, how you physically feel, something you see, something you hear or smell, social, social interactions, your work environment, financial situations, the news, the media, all of those, all right, are the triggers. Journaling or jotting down the feelings and situations are tools that can help you look for patterns of strong emotional reactions which can help you point to your triggers. With the way everything is now, like don't get locked into journaling, looking as you're walking around with a tablet. If you like the physical form of writing down and carrying a book, yes, but you can also use your phone to jot that down. Use voice memos. Try to find a way to make it easy for you in order for it to become a habit and second nature. So remember, as I mentioned, we all have choice. Please, please, please don't forget that. Once we identify our triggers, we can learn to manage them. It won't be easy as it involves self-control and emotional intelligence. That's something that I know we don't talk about either. But again, we have to change the narrative in the topic of conversations that we're talking about with our village, with our friends, with our families. I often catch myself and have to control my emotions when I get triggered at work and or if I see or hear like my family not making the best financial decisions. At work, I sometimes trickle into caring too much or stress about something that's not in my control. And I'd get rattled and then I'd consume candy. I'm trying to work on it, but I will consume candy or say a few bad words. This is where, as I mentioned earlier, if I feel it, if I don't have a meeting, I'm stepping away. I'm about to spin the block. It's simple. It's just getting a few minutes of fresh air to recollect my thoughts. With family, when it comes to money, I will try to fix it or help end up overextending myself and just having different emotions about that. Again, it's recognizing it and then adjusting my behavior and thoughts towards it. Some techniques like deep breathing, deliberately paying attention to the present moment, which that's the reflection part of kind of recognizing it and changing the way you think about a situation, person or event. All of that can help you control your emotional response. If you need more, seek professional help such as therapy, please. It's valuable and kind of helping getting that deeper healing and understanding. Again, we don't know what we don't know, and there are professionals who do know and they can help us. So let's take the stigma out of it and the pride out of it, because if we don't, you're going to continue to kind of go. You're going to be the hamster on the wheel that does not know how to get off. And that's just going to hinder you. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you elevate. It's not going to help you grow. Identifying and managing your triggers is a journey towards a happier and healthier life. Understanding how triggers, cues, and consequences all work together is key to changing our behavior. By recognizing the patterns, we become more self-aware, can develop strategies to change what it is that we don't like, and we can replace those with healthier alternatives, having more control of our emotions in our life. You need some help. As I mentioned, I'm in the middle of reading this book, Atomic Habits. 
Start there and then either do a search and see what other people are reading. You don't have to like start from scratch and not know where to start. Start there and ask your circus. You ask your village, your circle, your tribe. Someone knows something. And if that can be helpful and if they don't, again, you might want to reevaluate your village if that is healthy for you. Listen, wealth is a mindset, all right? You have the power and control to design and have the life that you want if you are willing to put the work in. It all requires work. Nothing will just come to you. Until next time, Broke to Rich Lifers. Thanks for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. If so, please share and let us know. Hell, if you have a story or tips to share, share that too. It takes a village, and with each of us doing our part, we can grow and reach a level of freedom unimaginable. See you next week.